Welcome to the Fit Life Show, where we share tips and tricks on fitness, food, family, and fun. All right, we're joined for another episode by Captains Jeff and Amy from the Newport News Fire Department. And uh, today we're going to be focusing kind of more on the fitness aspect of fire department. Um, what level of fitness is is needed to, to be a fighter fighter, firefighter, a firefighter in Newport News? Or even just a firefighter in general. In general, yeah. In, in general, you need to have a high work capacity. Um, moving heavy weights um, for a good amount of time, but also have that in that drive and endurance inside of a fire. Uh, it's a lot of work, and it's full body work. Um, very intense. It's going to jack your heart rate up really high. Um, you're probably going to be above your threshold um, for at least. Uh, good parts of it, right? right? Depending on what your task is inside of a fire. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you're wearing weight on your body. Um, you're and you're sweating a lot because the turnout gear, but also the heat. Um, and you're breathing uh, in a um, SCBA. So the workload is, is definitely there. It's, uh, if you think about it, if you had to do all the lifting that you were going to do here for the day before you could do your workout, that's kind of how, how I look at things. So, I mean, when I go to do work, so I'm normally on, on search and rescue just because that's a ladder trucks function typically. Um, and I have to do all the crawling around or, or uh, forcing a door, doing, doing all these things, climb the ladder to get in the second story window, whatever it is, all this work with all this gear on just to do work. If I find somebody that I have to remove from the building. Yeah. So yeah. I've done all this work to get there. And then all of a sudden I have to do a whole lot more work when I get there. Yeah. So it's uh it can be really intense. Um, cardiovascular endurance is, is definitely key, but your muscles also have to be able to do work for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Well, Jeff, you, it was mentioned uh, in uh, last episode that you were um, trainer, uh, part of the training staff for new recruits yes. for several years. What was something that you all always looked for in a new recruit for like, yes, they were going to be successful or. So it's kind of hard to, hard to judge. I don't get to um, get to pick them. I just get the trip. So, so they've already, no, I'm joking. They go, um, they go through a, a now CPAT, which is a candidate, a candidate physical ability test. Uh, once they get hired before they even do the fire county beforehand, we have a, a different sort of agility test. So they've done some sort of, uh, basically physical demonstration. They're capable of at least getting into the job right. Uh, right. or into the fire academy, but in the fire academy, it kind of starts out, you, they do PT every morning, you may, may be running, maybe it could be anything calisthenics. We have some more equipment up there now so they can do more uh, functional type stuff. Um, but it's, it's hard. Someone that's willing to push themselves is what you're looking for, right? Because even the most fit person at some point is going to have to make a conscious decision to keep working harder. Right. Uh, and that's kind of what you look at. It's, it, it takes a good it's four months of the Academy. It's a easily a month before you see, you know, this person really wants it or this, you know, what can I do to push this person a little further? Cause they're not quite there yet. There's, I don't think there's really a key. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you see them get uncomfortable in the, the physical activity that they're working on. Uh, and you see them push that, that, that mental wall, I guess, and say, I've got more in me. I've got more in the tank. I'm going to push a little bit more. You're definitely looking for that. So you need to be strong. Yes. You need to have endurance and all that stuff like that. But that, that ability to push yourself past that wall a little bit more because that's what we're going to need inside of a structure. And I, I joke about the the 40 hour position just because it's a normal person's work day and she's on it. So I get to make fun of her. <laughs> uh, so we joke about it, but in, in all honesty, it's a, it's a, um, 
eye-opening experience is so typically it's your officer corps that does the administrative positions and it's helped me develop immensely as far as an officer goes to be a leader for the rest of the fire department by getting these guys you know guys and girls that we're hiring and being able to get out there and watch them progress and get further on and then you see them out I mean, I have folks now that I've taught that are getting promoted to lieutenant and captain and whatnot, and it's just, man, I did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little pat on the back there. Right. right, right. <laughs> now, what about fitness in the the department? Like, uh, as firefighters, you mentioned you have some equipment in the gym. And do you have, like, uh, workout partners? Like, do you double up and have people kind of be accountable to each other? Or how does that normally work? Um, usually they do that amongst themselves. Um, okay. you, I've seen that definitely with the uh, newer generation coming in. They're keeping that uh, priority of fitness and health a lot longer as they come into their career because it's. I think it's easy to become um, relaxed in that, so more sedative, uh, sedentary excuse me, um, in your actions throughout the day waiting for that call to come in. But you see this younger generation, they're still bringing it strong. They're still encouraging each other. They're challenging each other, uh, which is always fun. And then uh, sometimes the companies will have like the biggest loser competitions or who can get the most mileage, uh, like running or walking kind of thing. So that's just, they try to make an interest. And of course, you're going to have somebody, oh, I can outbench you or I can outsquatch you, right. you know, things like that. Yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> so, uh, that's your forte huh yeah <laughs> so. do you find it uh like you know like a difference between like i know myself when i look at younger kids you know i'm like oh i can do that i mean do you find that in the department the the younger ones are pushing the older ones um and vice versa i think i'm seeing that i'm you seeing know. that definitely um with the because i'm involved now with a lot of the recruits as they're doing cpat so their agility test they're they have eight weeks to pass that before they can go to the fire academy. And that should get them into the, the, the physical shape that they should be in uh, to get to the fire academy. Hmm. Um, some are really good at it. Some are not. It's a very challenging test. If you guys want to come by and check it out one time, um, we can definitely set that up and test it. I think it would be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can watch the YouTube videos. First. I'd like to see <laughs> that. <laughs> to see that. But um, I think it's um, because we both also um, do kind of like lectures on wellness and health and nutrition a little bit uh, in the fire academies when they come through and they do EMS, they are first introduced to it. And then they go to the fire academy and they're reintroduced to the idea. So trying to kind of stick them with, this is an important thing, a part of your career. It's going to help keep you healthy for longer, prevent injuries. Um, and that's what you want. So make it a priority in your life and, and kind of don't forget about it. I mean, everybody kind of goes through ebbs yeah. and throws where it's really super important. And then, right. you know, especially right. when guys get married and have kids and stuff like that, then eh, we, you know, you got to keep <laughs> up with the kids now and they might not be so 100% into it, but then it comes back. So it's just kind of interesting to see people throughout their career and how their focus moves around. I guess it, it all depends on the culture of the individual stations and, and maybe even the somewhat the leadership in that station. I make it, like I said, I'm the uh, captain at my station and I make it a big deal to, to get a workout in. Typically, um, we're a really busy station, so it's difficult as soon as you start working out or, you know, somebody takes the pre-workout and then you start to stand on the interstate for <laughs> right. an hour car crash. <laughs> so any, anything can happen. But. See them on the side there just doing some jumping jacks. They're itching and... Yeah. But it's, um, I mean, so, I think, you know, we've probably been there before you come in here, you get your pre-workout in and you get sidetracked with something else and no, you're sitting there like, I gotta work out, but I can't, <laughs> I'm sitting here, <laughs> lose my mind for a little bit, 
So I think, yeah, as long as you have folks out there that are setting the example and getting that workout in, no matter what, or, you know, or doing something different, even, even just encouraging a better uh, nutrition at dinner, you know, mm-hmm. any, anything helps. So it's all the culture we create, I guess. Now, how about, um, how about health and uh, um, eating habits in the fire department? Hmm. It could be better. Um, so for example, if, uh, when I get back on the floor and I work overtime shifts with a different crew, I will probably buy them overtime ice cream. Um, right. It's tradition. It's just one of those things. So I'll go out and buy a whole bunch of ice cream. And then that's my gift for the station, um, for housing me that day. And because you're making a little bit more money making overtime. So it's kind of, it's tradition. You need to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Some stations, if they're eating healthier, they're like, okay, we want coffee. Or so I've had a guy or group ask for protein, go buy protein. Okay. I mean, you don't want ice cream with that. That's fine. <laughs> so that's a different shift. Okay. You know. I say we have to make some visits there to get some ice cream now. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to go in there and we go in there and we try and take the seat pack and we eat ice cream at the end. I don't see why not. There's always <laughs> ice cream around. Nutrition's always, I mean, it can be challenging anyway, but you know, you have a group of folks that all have to agree on something. At least not every station's the same, but. Uh, I take my food with me and my crew understand if I can eat whatever they're eating, I do. If not, I'll eat at the same time. I'll just eat what I brought. Um, is I'm, I'm usually pretty particular about things, but, um, you know, you still have some folks that just eat whenever you can. So there's no routine really to it. There's no consistency at all. Um, you go to the grocery store and get whatever is, is a crew you, you, is on sale. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. sometimes that's what it falls, uh, falls back on. So it, it varies between stations. And then, of course, where I am, because we're right in the kind of the middle of the city almost, um, but our area is pretty popular. People drop food off constantly, and it's never anything that you should be eating. Yeah. I mean, Especially we, during we Christmas appreciate it. It's delicious. Like but, yeah. you know, I'll leave for a call and come back, and there's a cake on the table. Like, how does that even happen? But, <laughs> right. there, there's, like, I'm so, not mad about it, but. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's so hard. I'm, Anybody listening, I'm not telling you to stop, all right? <laughs> um, thank but, you. I mean, that happens. They bring folks bring us stuff all the time to say thank you, or you know, you got their you know grandma off the floor or something like that, or mm-hmm. or hopefully, you know, made a good impression on their life and they want to come by and say, Hey, thanks for taking care of us. So you get snacks and stuff all the time. That can be a little dangerous. A little moderation is key. <laughs> anything crazy? Have you got anything crazy delivered? You know, like I don't know. Not that sushi's crazy, but you know anything random and because usually I, when they bring you stuff, I'm mean, the same here. We'll get cookies and and pies and stuff like that, Delicious. and you know like great food, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm just curious to know. Like I've never gotten like nobody's brought me like sushi or you know something random, steak. you know, or steak. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. um, usually it's uh, a lot of cookies, um, homemade cookies during the holidays. That's mm-hmm. huge. And the chocolate covered pretzels, that's my jam. Uh, so I have to hide, like have somebody hide those away from me at the station because I would just sit down and eat them all. Um, but we also have it so that some stations aren't that in the, like in the forefront of the city. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they kind of get missed for cooks and cookies, uh, cookies and cakes. So we'll take them around and kind of yeah. share them oh. with other stations. That's so cool. nothing, nothing really weird. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might not notice, but <laughs> <laughs> now how about how about sleep in the fire department? 
Uh, How does that work? Because obviously that plays a big part in the nutrition side, right? Because yeah. sleep is, is important, especially when we're talking about recovery. Mm-hmm. They did um, a um, study. It was uh, IFF put together. So where the peer fitness trainers came mm-hmm. from and that program came from, they did a study and they did three of the, they had uh, monitors on a group of firefighters. I can't remember where from right now, but anyway, um, what they found is the times that your heart rate get the highest is during fire attack, which is carrying a hose line through and squirting water or whatever that, that is. I don't do that. Um, search and rescue and then waking up for an alarm. Those yes. were the heart rate. So as soon as that alarm goes off, your heart rate shoots to the roof, wakes you up and you're mm-hmm. into immediate go, you know, mm-hmm. anxiety sets in immediately, whether you're voluntary or not or conscious or not, you uh, immediately wide awake. So it's kind of, you mentioned sleep. That's one of the most dangerous things for us is to wake up from a solid sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of uh, firefighters and medics, they kind of lose that ability to go into a deep sleep, especially at the fire station. So you're not going to have that rim. You're not going to have that recovery. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, where your body's actually repairing itself. You don't, right. you miss it because you never enter that sleep. You're always at that really close to being awake, conscious, you know, state. Wow. So that, that can be exhausting. And then studies have shown that because of the lack of sleep and you're not recovering, you're not killing cancer cells, you're not, you know, recovering cardiovascular wise. So you're going to have more likely to have a heart attack or a stroke. Wow. So obviously, I mean, you know, firehouses have definitely evolved from the time, you know, and, you know, generations now at this point. But when you look at that and the evolution of it, it, you know, what new mitigation procedures or stuff is available technology in this sense um, to assist with that kind of spark spur of the moment to get somebody up from a call? I mean, is there anything in place like mm-hmm. in their rooms, like, you know, certain lights, certain, you know, kind of something to kind of instead of jolting them out of their sleep to kind mm-hmm. of, I wouldn't say progressive. Right. I mean, you, you don't have that. You don't have that, if, you know, you afford that time to oh, let me slowly wake you up. Hey, you know, <laughs> there, there is actually um, newer stations or kind of going to it. It'd be nice if we could, you know, retrofit all of our stations. But the newer design for our station, it will have a uh, kind of gradual wake. So the lights mm-hmm. will not just be a brilliant, bright fluorescent light is actually going to wake you up slowly it's not a slow i mean it's right you're still going quickly to a call of course. okay that's still the priority is taking the it's call. still quick just slower right. and then the volume comes on but it's like a lower volume and then it gets louder as oh, the okay. call comes in so it's not so jarring mm-hmm. um we've had all kinds of different things oh, i mean it's it's come a long way from from when i started it was a, a buzzer called the klaxon oh i hate that thing and it was just <sighs> yes and you you know, you were already standing by the time that was over. Mm-hmm. Pocosin still has that for really? all of their calls. It's uh, it's terrible. So you, uh, you yeah. woke them up several times. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that something that is kind of repaired once they go off? Everyone goes off shift. Like once they go home, are they able to kind of get back into better sleep? Or is it like it's always bad from that point on? Well, the study he actually was talking about earlier with the heart rate and stuff like that, it they found out that it actually takes you four days to get your sleep back in control or back to normal. Okay. And then we start shift again. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. You're, you're, you're never really there. You're kind of really never there. Um, okay. I've been lucky um, with my two stints and a desk job to have that normal sleep again. Mm-hmm. And But I'm also looking forward to going back to the station and... <laughs> Hopefully getting some. Yeah. Right. So it sounds to me like we need more time off so we get back to your sleep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would I, I don't know how that would work that out. But yeah, sleep is very important in this field. Now is there one or like uh, is there a few people who are in charge of fitness for the whole department? Or is that kind of up to each station or um hmm, I wouldn't say in charge, but technically 
the safety and health umbrella. So my job, okay. um, fitness health kind of falls underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do anything from mental health to wellness, uh, nutrition. So uh, pre-COVID, bringing in a lot of speakers, uh, nutritionists. Um, we're working with uh, Riverside right now on a project. Hopefully that'll go through for physical therapy. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of this umbrella of uh, we're going to cover all those topics. Um, and then we have a, a committee and captains on that and a couple other really great uh people that are really enthusiastic in the nutrition and the health side of it just keeping everybody healthy uh they're bringing in what they're they're contributing to the group as well and, and you know trying to get speakers in because that's a big deal for us is mm-hmm. um a lot of times you can say things um hey you should eat this way or hey maybe you shouldn't eat this you know but it takes an outside person sometimes to yeah. actually make that connection yeah or that youtube video or whatever that really makes that connection with that employee so they're okay i can do this so it's always good to get outside people to come in yeah do you agree okay. i do i do do you find that uh you know like mental health is really big in the fire department I would think not as big as like the police or something like that. But again, I don't really know. Um, so again, the industry has made um, really good strides in that strides in that area. Um, uh, when I first came in, you didn't talk about it. You didn't talk about bad calls. You did on a level of how do we do this better, but not necessarily like, oh, I can still see that person's face that, you know, I can still see the scene or I can still remember what happened that's staying with you. You didn't talk about it. And now you are encouraged to seek help either through with our, our city, we have, um, we call them peer um, support team basically. So they are trained to do um, either group, um, not necessarily counseling. Counseling is a little more formal. Um, uh, I guess listening sessions is a good way or one-on-one. So if, you know, he just had a really bad call or he's stressing out of home life or just anything like that, his kids are driving crazy. He can just meet with a a firefighter that has a little bit more training and kind of just have that listening session. Right. And then that, that firefighter with that, that peer support member kind of is like a road road sign. And they say, okay, well, um, here are more resources for you. Um, these are formal resources. These are resources that the fire industry gives you, the city gives you, or a clinician, things like that. So they're just kind of directing traffic a little bit. Okay. Uh, they're not necessarily like telling you what to do or anything like that. Right. It's just here's some resources. So that that has changed greatly. So in they, our yeah. So I mean, both of you have been in you know doing firefighting for you know twenty years or a little over twenty years. Um, at what point did you see that shift? And what do you Ooh. and what do you think drove that shift from the mindset of like not talking about it to, Hey, you know, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, make sure that everybody's, you know, <clears throat> mentally, you know, well, mm-hmm. you know, just cause we always talk about wellness, you know, that's kind of like, you know, where did it shift and what caused that shift to happen? It's relatively recent. Yeah. I think, um, less than 10 years, maybe. Um, wow. I think it definitely, um, you saw it in, uh, the big, uh, pushes from the IFF, right. They pushed it down and then you started seeing, uh, fire chiefs and stuff like that or chiefs that are bringing it back to their department and saying this is a priority and of course that's going to help you develop groups develop policies and stuff like that and just get the message out there that we're supporting you that we're here for you we know it's an issue here's here's resources when you guys have like a great community which i think probably is a big help to each other with getting through stuff together to kind of be able to talk about it definitely and uh so yeah that's good It definitely helps to have officers uh, or the leadership in the station to be supportive of it. Um, Mm -hmm. We've had um, some 
pretty intense situations recently where the officers are initiating, hey, we need to do this. Hey, we need to bring people together. We need to talk about it. And that's what you like to see. Yeah. Um, and those officers are sharing their stories or their situations where kind of talking about it or going for more resources has helped them. And that encourages those below them to say, okay, well, he got help mm. and he was able to get through this. So, so let me do what he did kind of right. thing. And that helps. So many of you found that you've been able to share your guys's kind of, I want to say testimony or story or cases or incidents with younger um, firefighters. And that's, you've been able to see that kind of help them get through, you know, different challenges that they've faced, whether that's in the department or, you know, in their family and all that kind of stuff. I mean, absolutely. You know, most of the thing about education is you're learning from somebody else's experience. So, I mean, that's yeah. kind of, if I have it, I'm definitely you know, with my crew at least, and, and if not the battalion, I, know I haven't really described how we work, but we have two sections of the city and they're broken into battalions. So I try to, you know, do the best I can for folks out there that, that I work with to help out wherever I can. If there's an experience I can share that'll help them, then definitely. Yeah. Is there any experience that you've had that's been like life-changing in the, in the department or? Um, do you mean by like incidents or just yeah. family yeah. or the family unity of the fire service? Probably more incidents. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's ones that stick to you with you and then you don't always realize that they're stuck with you mm -hmm. until like, uh, maybe you go, you drive by that location. You're like, Oh, I remember, I remember yeah. exactly what happened for that incident. And you just remember details about it. Um, and that's usually a sign that you may need some help to kind of let go of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they stick with you some more than others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely things you won't forget. Yes. Uh, now, for someone who's interested in becoming a firefighter, maybe someone who's who's thinking of going in and, and joining the fire department, would you have any uh, recommendations for them to think about before even considering it? Um, oh, well, there's different aspects, I guess. I feel like I'm talking too much. You should talk more. Um, <laughs> uh, I was waiting to get back to the station, so I tried to say something, but I couldn't. So dealing with the community, you are in the community all the time. Eyes are on you all the time. Um, if that's something that you're uncomfortable with or just meeting strangers and then sometimes having to get into really personal information with them on a scene, uh, you might want to practice that. Um, if you don't um, really enjoy, like we said, working out or being around people all the time because you live in these stations, this is your family unit. You know, you might want to think about it if you don't like being challenged uh, mentally and physically, because you never know what you're going to do. You come yeah. into work and you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Giddy up. Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, but but also it's it's constantly learning. The job is always learning EMS and fire. So we're doing both mm -hmm. of them. And then uh, Captain here is on the hazmat team. So he specializes in that. So we have different specialty teams. You are constantly learning. You are constantly training and making sure you have those skills and you're developing new ones. So be ready for that. Now, if you're talking about the fitness stuff, <laughs> that's a whole other ballgame. Uh, hand strength is huge. Hmm. Huge strength in the industry. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, really leg strength also, mm -hmm. but, um, it, it is a unique, uh, career field. Uh, one of the things I tell people when they, when we get them now, the first time I see them when, when they, after they've been hired is when they're going to come do their CPAT. And this isn't the kind of, uh, career where they we're the last people, people, someone calls I and mean, that's it. Like there's nobody coming to get you when something bad happens. It's us. That's it. 
So what I kind of try to drive home for folks that want to get into it is that, that you need to get in your mind that failing is not an option. There's, there's, there's nobody else after you. So you need to, you need to be successful. You need to work as hard as you can hmm. and uh, starting before you even get in the field by driving through whatever education you decide to go, go toward to get in the fire service. Once you get to the Academy, every bit of that, you should be driving as hard as you can. And, and that'll kind of instill it in you throughout your career that you're always pushing. Mm-hmm. Now, how long do you have to be a firefighter before you can choose a, a special team to be on? Uh, what is it now? Two years? Once you're yeah. off the probational, probationary period, then you can apply. But I think the bomb team that we have, I think because of the FBI requirements, you have to have five years in, I think. Hmm. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And how about um, search and rescue? And teams like that? Um, the technical rescue team, I think it's two years once you're mm-hmm. asked off the probationary period, same as okay. the uh, Marine Incident Response Team, and then the Hazmat Team, it's, yeah, once you're done with probationary period. Okay. And once you're, how long can you, does it take to become an officer? Um, with our department, you have to be in five years, and then you have to have so much training and experience, and, and then you'll go through a process, a testing process wow. uh, for that as well. Wow. So, so written exam. Long interviews. time to get, be promoted then. It can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes you get told no a lot. Hmm. So you, you just learn more and develop yourself and hopefully have a good mentor and come back at it. Uh, it's, right. it's a great job. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's I a lot of fun. <laughs> I, think, I can't imagine doing anything else yeah. at all. I think it's one of, one of kids, most kids jobs on their list, you know, when they're little, <laughs> want to be a firefighter, or movie star, or, you know, I would think firefighters one of those, you know, that they want to be. I know that. I've been it, lucky. My son gets to come and get in the fire truck, do whatever he wants. Okay. He's, oh, he's pretty. He's pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he sees it that way. Do they? You guys do like? <laughs> I know, like the police department, they do ride-alongs. Do you guys do like ride-alongs too, or no? Um, we definitely do tours of the fire station. Okay. Uh, so uh, classes will usually come and they'll check out how, you know, the sleeping arrangements and the trucks and stuff like that, how we cook and stuff like that. So that's always fun. Not necessarily ride alongs, um, but if you're a student, so in the EMS program, uh, we do bring in students so they can get their ride time and get their, their skills okay. and stuff checked off. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Amy, you want to do it again? Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> Let's go the other way. Other way. There we go. <laughs> I'll land on the same thing. No, I'm kidding. off fit bodies in store purchases perfect so all you have to do is comment on this video below on youtube let us know what you think let us know what you think of our guests and if you want to have them come back on and uh you'll have a chance to win 10% off fit bodies in store purchases till next time till next time well folks that's all for now keep your eyes open for our next episode coming soon or make it easier on yourself and click that subscribe button right down there or there to the side, or or there, or ah, wherever it's put, click it and you'll be notified the instant a new episode becomes available. Please let us know what you think of our show and what you'd like to hear on here in the future. Is there a workout that stumps you or something you have a question about? Post them on the Fit Life Show Facebook page. Till next time, this is the Fit Life Show, brought to you by Fit Bodies Unlimited. Get fit, stay fit.